I have some vague memory of, I think it was maybe first grade, might have been, no, it was later than that. It was in Michigan, Lansing, Michigan, of sitting in a church uh, fellowship hall. The church that we went to there uh, had a school connected to it. And part of that year of school, it must have been, well, it must have been after third grade, was that I had to get a hearing check. Maybe you remember getting a hearing check. I remember putting on these headphones, and whoever it was who was administering the test would tell me, when you hear the beep, raise your right hand or raise your left hand for which ear you can hear the beep in. Do you remember those things, those hearing tests? I guess I passed it. I don't really remember anything about it. It wasn't all that special. It wasn't all that memorable. I do remember that it happened. And it was important, I suppose, but I just took it all for granted, right? Of course I can hear. Of course I have no trouble hearing. What's the big deal? Why do I have to go and take a test to check on my hearing? How's your hearing? How is your hearing? I don't mean, you know, tell me by raising your left hand or your right hand which ear you can hear me with, but this is the question that the parable of Jesus puts before us today. How is your hearing? Now, as you get older, that question becomes more and more important. And as you get especially older, that question becomes maybe more and more difficult to hear and to answer. How's my what? How's my what? Your hearing. How is your hearing? And I don't just mean, can you hear my voice? That's not the point of the parable this morning. But how are you hearing the word of God? That's what the parable of the sower, or as it's known by another name, the parable of the fourfold soil. That's the question that it puts to us this morning. Now, Jesus often taught in parables. We know this, right? And you know many of the parables. St. Luke's gospel records some of the best parables, some of the most beloved. The parable of the prodigal son is only recorded in the gospel of St. Luke. The parable of the unjust steward, remember that guy who kind of cheats his master out of some money? That's only recorded in St. Luke. The parable of the rich man and Lazarus, only St. Luke has recorded that parable of our Lord. This one is recorded by all the evangelists, well, except for St. John. And that should be a clue to us that this one is of especial importance, because not only is this parable recorded, but Jesus actually gives the meaning of the parable as well. What does the parable mean, Jesus? That's what the disciples asked, and presumably they would have asked him that about every parable that he spoke, about all of his teaching, but only this parable is recorded with its meaning. And that should be a clue to us that it is of special importance. It is the paradigm of all the other parables. If you can understand only one parable, then make it this one. It is the most important of all the other parables because it is the only one that is explained by St. Matthew, St. Mark, and St. Luke. But what does it mean? Well, it means this, people hear the word of God in all kinds of different ways. And how do you hear it? How do you hear the word of God? We'll jump straight to the chase. The point is that you want to hear well, right? You want to be able to hear the little ding in your right ear and raise your right hand. You want to be able to hear the little ding in your left ear and raise your left hand just to hear, but to hear with faith. That's what Jesus is really driving at. Or how did he put it? Those who hear the word of God 
and hold fast to it and bear fruit with patience. How is your hearing? Do you hear patiently or do you hear impatiently? That's the question this morning. And you can hear in the life of St. Paul the importance of patience. Maybe you are scratching your head as St. Paul was going through that whole list of all the things that he suffered. And maybe you are wondering, why is that written down in Holy Scripture? It's written down as an example for us of what the Christian life looks like. Not that each of you are going to suffer beatings, not that each of you are going to be shipwrecked, not that each of you or any of us is going to be let out through a wall. I don't think I'm looking out. None of you have had that experience, have you? But each of us must live the Christian life with patience. Now, that's not the most exciting thing in the world, is it? to be patient, to have endurance. That's not the kind of thing that little boys say, oh, I can't wait to grow up and be patient. That's not the kind of thing that little girls stay up late at night saying, oh, I can't wait until the day when I'm good and patient and have endurance. But it is essential to us as Christians. It is part and parcel of the Christian faith that we live with patience. You can see that in the life of the Apostle Paul. And if you think back to the heroes of the faith before, you can see it in each of their lives. There is no Christian, there is no great saint who was not an example of patience. Think of Father Abraham. Remember him, the father of us all? Abraham had to wait for 25 years before God gave him a son. For 25 years, Abraham wandered around waiting and waiting and waiting. And you remember how he kind of got tired of waiting, don't you? You remember how he and his wife, it was really her suggestion, said, look, we can't wait any longer. This isn't working. God's not going to give you a son through me. Why don't you take my slave girl, Hagar, make her your wife, and then, then you can have the promise of God fulfilled. Remember that? Abraham was an example of the importance of patience, of hearing the word of God and waiting of holding fast to the word of God, and no matter what happens around you, to hold fast to it with faith. That's what Jesus puts before us this morning. How is your hearing? Are you hearing patiently, or are you hearing some other way? And just to kind of draw out the importance of patience, let's just compare what patient hearers are like with what impatient hearers, or those, maybe another way to translate it is, those who lack endurance. Jesus talks about one kind of hearing that's like stony ground. You heard it, the pathway, right? The seed falls on the ground, and it bounces right off, and so the birds come and eat it up. What does this mean, Jesus? Well, Jesus says... These are those who hear the word of God, but it falls away from them. They don't hold fast to it. They hear the word of God without patience. They hear the word of God without endurance. They hear the word, the promises of God, and when those promises don't come true right now, they say, well, I guess it's no good. There's no point I'm not going to keep on keeping on. I'm not going to hold the line. I'm not going to keep the faith. I'm going to look for something else. And Jesus goes on to say, of course, that that word, that seed, bears no fruit in their lives because because they lacked endurance. 
Or you can hear it in Jesus' second example, the second kind of hearing. That is what he would call the rocky ground hearing. These are those who hear the word of God and they are glad to hear it at first. All right, we get to hear about Jesus. Our sins are forgiven. We have the blessed hope of eternal life. Wonderful. They receive it with joy. But in a time of testing, in a time of testing, they fall away. It's hard to be a Christian sometimes, isn't it? It's hard. I've said this to you many times, and I think especially in the last few years, it's been harder and harder. We have been going through a time of testing, have we not? A time of testing and sifting. A time not necessarily of the kind of persecution that St. Paul endured. None of us received 40 lashes. None of us had to flee for our lives. But there were these questions that were put to us. Where is your hope? Where is your confidence? What do you turn to in the face of fear? What do you hold on to when everything else seems to be fading away? Those who heard the word lightly kind of dismissed it. Their mind was turned to other things, and in a time of testing, they fell away. That happens again and again throughout the history of the church. And Jesus does not want that to happen to any of you. Jesus wants you to hear his word with patience, to hear his word with endurance, because the journey is a long one, right? The goal is the end of our lives, not some kind of halfway point. We aren't trying to simply be Christians until we're 13, and then we can be done with it. We aren't trying to be Christians until we're 35, and then we can be done with it. We aren't trying to be Christians until we're 65, and then we can retire, and we can put it all behind us and really live. We aren't even trying to be Christians until we're 80. We want to be faithful to the end, to have endurance. And so it's important that we hear with endurance. The last example is maybe the easiest one for us to see the difference between patient hearing and those who are impatient. Jesus talks about the thorny ground, right? He talks about those who hear the word and receive it and believe it, but their ears are full of all kinds of other things too. They are distracted, Jesus says, by the cares, by the riches, by the pleasures of life. They have too many things going on in their ears. They have too many things growing up in the ground. They have too many things. They have too much to try to do. It's kind of like, you know, the little kid who sees the pie in front of him and his mom cuts it into nice little pieces, you know, maybe 12 little manageable pieces. But the little kid says, well, I want it all. I want to eat the whole pie. And when he starts eating that pie before he's done, he pushes it away and says, get this away from me. I can't handle it all. Do you know people like that? Have you been a person like that? I want to have it all. It's the American dream after all. Can't we have it all? Can't we do everything? Can't we have the great life? Can't we have the Christian life? Can't we have the worldly life? Can't we have the rich life? Can't we have the pleasant life? Can't we have everything? Can't we eat the whole pie? (laughs) Well, you can try, but you'll make yourself sick. Better is to hear the word with patience, with focus. To say that above all and before all and through all and in all, the most important thing is the word of God. Everything else, everything else comes after that. Everything else is subordinate to that. Everything else is secondary to that. The cares of life, which don't go away when you're a Christian, do they? 
I mean, my goodness, the cares of life never stop. The riches of life, the pleasures of life, those things don't leave you just because you say, I'm a disciple of Jesus. They are always with us. But we subordinate them to the word of God. We put them under the word of God. That's what it means to be patient, to have endurance. How are you hearing the word of God? Let that question come home to you this morning. How is your hearing? How is your hearing? Do you hear with patient endurance, like Abraham, like St. Paul? Or are you in a hurry? Are you in a rush? Are you distracted? Do you have a shallow understanding of God's word? If any of those things is true about you, if you hear the word of God like the stony ground, you know it goes in one ear and out the other, then today is your chance, dear friends. Now is the time to change that. Jesus did not tell this parable to be fatalistic. Well, some of you are just stony ground, and so what are you going to do? Some of you, you know, you're rocky ground, and so what are you going to do? Some of you are distracted by all kinds of other things. Well, just go on being distracted. And some of you, you know, 25%, you're the good ones. The point of the parable is to hear, to ask yourself that question, how is my hearing, and to change. Do you believe that's possible? Is it possible for a life to change? You know, some people say it's not possible. If you watch TV long enough, you'll hear that in the shows, that people never change, and so you've got to write them off. If someone's a troublemaker, they'll always be a troublemaker. If someone's good, they'll always be good. There's kind of this fatalistic idea about the world. But look at the Apostle Paul. Do you think things can change? You bet. You bet. How is your hearing? Are you hearing well? with patience, with endurance? Do you want to know more about the word of God? Do you want to hear and understand like the disciples? Do you want to know the secrets to the kingdom of God? Well, ask. Because Jesus says, if you ask, it will be given to you. If you knock, it will be opened. If you seek, you will find. The promise for patient hearers, for those who endure, is wonderful. Too, by the way. It's easy to get kind of stuck with just saying, ooh, which kind of hearing am I? And to get a little bit scared and to say, well, I, I, I know that I don't hear as well as I should. I know that I'm not as patient as I ought to be. I know that I'm not as faithful as I should be. But hear the promise of the seed of God. Those who hear the word and hold fast to it, it will produce a hundredfold. See, this is always the, the question in the mind of those who are enduring, in the mind of those who are running the race. Will it be worth it in the end? Is it all going to pay off? The answer is absolutely. The word of God does not return to him void. And the promises that Jesus has given to you, to each and every one of you, to each and every one of his disciples, his promises are wonderful beyond all telling. St. Paul says that he saw the glory of heaven and he couldn't even put it into words it was that good. Is it worth it to be patient? You better believe it. The word of God is productive, it is beneficial, it is saving, it is salvific, it is joyful, it is wonderful beyond all telling. 
So never, never, never let yourself say it's not worth it. You know, all this being a Christian, all this stuff about patience, all this stuff about repentance, all this stuff about the faithful and holy life of faith in Christ and love for my neighbor, it's not going to be worth it in the end. I've got to give up. Hear the promise of Jesus again this morning. His word is fruitful. Instead of the thorn, the cypress will grow up. Instead of the briar, the myrtle will appear. And you will be led forth with joy and singing. How's your hearing? Does it need to change? Probably. Let it be changed. Make that your prayer this morning, throughout this year, throughout the coming year, and throughout your life, that you may hear more and more clearly the voice of Jesus, the word of Jesus, the promise of God. For there is nothing better, there is absolutely nothing better than knowing God than knowing his love, than enjoying his love. Just look at St. Paul if you need an example of that. He laid behind that former life and he pursued the life of Christ and he was not put to shame, neither will you be. To Christ be the glory now and always. Amen.